Legacy. Corey Dows. Two a third of Parker? Yes. Two a third of Parker as well as Fitzmagic? Probably. Now, is the league aware that Parker is a good receiver? Very much yes. Scott Mill. They got their wide receiver that they've been looking for for a long time. I mean, John Brown was great last year, but he's not Stephon Diggs. Coven Benjamin got fat, so he's not Stephon Diggs. Frank Penny. John Brown, Stephon Diggs. That adds a really interesting, you know, wide receiver core of, you know, going deep. Less running backs to take away rushing yards from Josh Allen. Tom Penny. Real quick. Ryan Tannehill was terrible under Gase. Phenomenal on the Titans. Kenyon Drake, terrible under Gase, phenomenal on Arizona. Devontae Parker, terrible with Gase, great with Ryan Fitzmagic. Anybody's great with Fitzmagic. But the point is, is that Gase doesn't know how to use his talent. I hate Adam Gase. New intro. New intro. <laughs> Thursday. Uh, yeah, if that bled your ears, I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, all right, AFC East preview coming up. Um, at some point, this background music will end up uh, end up stopping, but it is what it is. What is this, Podcast 71? 71, baby. Is there? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm pouring my beer. Somebody read the news. Yeah. All right, uh, Dow's to take that for sure. Um, well, first, I want to mention we should listen to you should listen to us on our uh, all the different podcast players that are out there. Listen to us on our website at topshelffantasy.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. And yeah, the news. Uh, first thing we want to mention off the rip is that Raheem Mostert has requested a trade. This kind of broke right after we capped our last podcast, so get into that real quick for you, uh, but not belabor the point. Looks like he wants out. Or he wants to renegotiate, really, is probably the, the more uh, likely scenario. But um, we'll see what happens. So he's set to make somewhere around like 2 and a half to $3 million right now. I'm not exactly sure the exact number. But I can tell you that from what his agent or some other sources said after the Rick So-So, uh, you know, uh, quote-unquote, requested trade was more that he wanted to make sure that you know there was pressure on to get him more money because his backup is making more than him right and the biggest thing is he wants to be the highest paid player in running back on the team coleman's making i think a little under five the fact that they're not going to give him at least five it's kind of kind of scary I, I, I i'm not sure if he deserves it but off of last year with the playoffs and everything I, I think he probably does um but i think i think he's two years left on his contract with the Niners, but like we said, at two point three million, I think. Is yeah, that what it is? And he doesn't have a lot of leverage. He's what? He's twenty seven years old. Twenty eight. Twenty eight yeah, years old. So. so, I mean, twenty eight year old running back. He's looking for his first payday in the NFL. So I, I get where he's coming from. He needs to get paid. He doesn't know how long he's going to last. He's probably trying to bank on some good recent performances. But the Niners aren't stupid. Like they see that too. Yeah, I mean, and Derrick Henry just got ten year, ten mil a year. So, I mean, 12.5 year, he's, you know, most sure it's not that. Like, yeah, I no. like I think 5 million is probably fair, but at the same time, why pay a guy 5 million when you can get that production for And I hate to tell 000. you, this is, this is the worst time to do it because there are, like, good, healthy running backs in free agency that aren't signing <laughs> on teams. Craig is just hoping Devontae, Devontae Freeman even, Freeman, but Lamar Miller, too, was, was someone actually that is also in our notes as well, put out a video that, you know, he's ready to, to go, get a get a contract. There's him, there's LaShawn McCoy, there's other um, <laughs> players out there, regardless of their I mean, age a, or wear and tear. Some of that men of, of like... A, 1.5 exactly mil, they're making less than what most are would you know would be making even off of a trade so plus they have two rookies they still have jeff wilson they have the best fullback in the league arguably but uh i mean they they still have options there yeah so yeah, it's just I mean, a tough time most doesn't have him a ba- over a barrel or anything and he's again you agree to your contract kind of when Special you agree to a contract, contract you're supposed to play it out it kind of stinks that your role changed but you know, you look at it from the team's point of view. Do they owe him anything? Uh, not really. I'd be crying to my employer about every two weeks if, <laughs> if that was. <laughs> and the then case. Be, yeah, you let go. You'll let, I want yeah. more money. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll you, just 
But you joined the Bob down the hall. And, you joined the yeah, company when you were David unemployed Bob. as the janitor, and then you showed up. And turns out you could do some math equations. You're pretty good with a computer, and you hopped on. And now you're the lead developer. Like, yeah, they're gonna pay you a little bit more, but you don't really have. <laughs> they don't Will really Hunter. have a good leg yeah, to stand on. It sounds a lot like Goodwill Hunter. And I pass a chalkboard with a math equation. I just do them. Just solve it. All right, Derrick Henry signed. Lamar Miller is trying to get signed, or Derrick Henry got an extension. Oh yeah, Miami. Yeah, so open we, open mind. That is that just shows that what, two yeah, that yes. Fitz Magic is starting the season, which we thought he would, but it sounds like the beard. It sounds maybe. like half a season. I it mean, sounds a lot de- more than all depends. But if he comes out and wins, if he goes three three and one, it's like right. You can't sub him out now. Nope. <laughs> you can't sub out Fitz Magic until he has that. And the way one he played game. the end of last year, if he played that same way, then they can easily go th- three and. One but, start it's, of the season. but it's a win-win for the Dolphins. Oh God, yeah, you it, know, it, it's you, great. You win, and then you know you have Tua develop from one of the best quarterbacks ever in the greatest beards ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one way to put Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, one thing to mention on that is me and Craig already have a bet on Tua. I believe we do have a bet on Tua. I said what that was that, that a um, simple shotgun bet, nothing, nothing fancy. Is that I said, <laughs> very messy, not fancy. So what it was is that um, I said Ryan Fitzpatrick would at, play at least four games. Yep. So if if Tua doesn't start a game by week four, five we, by week four. By week four, okay. Yeah, so if he's not oh, the starter by 3. week four. 3.5 was yeah. the... Yeah, 3.5, right. So if he's not the starter by week four, or if he's not starting games by week four, then Craig would win an all-shotgun. So this looks great for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely good news, but at this point, I would just remind you that Kyler Murray, they were open-minded about at this point last year, you know? Josh Rosen was still on the team and pushing him in camp. <laughs> where would he end up? Yeah. Josh Rosen ain't... Who is still on the Dolphins, is, too. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, Josh Rosen might be pushing uh, Tua. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Gurley said he's never worked out this much in his whole life. That must be good for his knees. That's interesting yeah, statement. If I was a Falcons, like, well, can you slow down? Like, we yeah. we have a little trust that you're still yeah. still something to take. Either yeah. that, or it's on the other side of it, where it's like, okay, so Todd Gurley never had to do anything to be good, and now he's trying to be good because he has to. Because yeah. he has to. That could be. I know. It's like <laughs> you can take that. It's good, but then don't work out too hard because you got to save your knees. I don't know. Yeah, at this point in twenty-four year old. At this point in the season, you should be still in preservation, staying fresh mode. You're not trying to burn your legs out for the new. That's season. one of those things that's like everyone's like, "Oh, cool! Like he's he's jumping up my rankings because he's working out hard." No, don't take it like that. What he's it, probably doing is a bunch of steroids. So look for that four game suspension. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's probably worth it oh, to do that. Well worth it. Edo Smith, huge huge handcuff for four weeks. Um. All right, we recently participated in a slow draft. Do we want to talk about that? We so we're do, we're in the middle of our division previews. The AFC East kind of stinks. I think it might make sense to spend five minutes talking about our team. That's sure. fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, and it, it was just interesting because this is a league that's one quarterback, two uh, wide receivers, two running uh, backs, two running backs, a tight end, and was it two flexes or just the one? Just, just the one flex. Just the one flex. But like six bench spots and a kicker and a defense. Yeah, which we have. We haven't done, done that in a long time. A very no. long time. I've not been in a league with kicker and defense in a while, minus my IDP league. Yeah, and and our ability to draft kicker and defense portrayed in this draft. Well, that's what it, that's it's something that I wanted to bring up because I feel like we asked the question and then we kind of got looked at like, why are you asking the question? But it's July. Like, and Dows and I were having an argument about this. It's like, why would you draft a kicker in July when you can draft Devontae Freeman if he signs with a Tampa Bay? My argument was not Freeman <laughs> versus kicker, though. My argument was Freeman no. versus Mims. Right. I but, mean, yes. we, we no, had no, no, a, I think but, My original was, argument was, was Craig. Was, was Tucker, about, like, you know, draft Justin here, Tucker yeah. or, you know, just draft any schmuck. And then Craig made a fantastic point, which I didn't. I, I don't think I've ever done the math on it. And he, I mean, minus Tucker Bucker, which are probably top tier, right? right? We exactly. still say that. Everybody else. And we're not going to reach and be the first one to take kickers off the board because that's stupid. We would rather take position players, and I 100% agree with that. But if you're going to draft kicker three through kicker 32, Give or take, you know, don't check my math on that, but it's about one point a week difference, right? Which is like, okay, <laughs> right? Uh, okay, right. sweet. Right. I just pick another guy, <laughs> guys, right? And then you just pick him up off a of free agency because at the end of the day, it's right. Okay, yeah. So um, it doesn't matter. We so right did now, not draft a kicker. Did not draft a defense. Yeah. So right, right now we have two additional players. 
who very well might pan out, you know, into 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 a or, role or, in the next, or something or something. Yeah, we don't right. have to have a kicker in defense until week one of regular season. We can run the whole preseason; doesn't matter. We don't need kickers. There's no fantasy football in preseason. Right, right. Plus, um, anyone could have COVID, or players could sit out. And yep. there's just like you had mentioned in the chat itself was, it is July, and if someone gets hurt, I now have a bona fide starter. I draft in the 14th round. Right. Yeah, and I th- I think it's a I think it's a big thing to consider if you're in kicker and defensive league. But I I bring it up because it's a it's a league with uh, other podcasts. Um, we've checked out a couple of them. They're all, you know, pretty, pretty well. Um, pretty good. Do we, pretty, whatever. I said Josh. They're pretty. I, you I tried really, to be fancy and say well. Yeah, pretty whatever. well. He reads Listen, I, it's my NM education. Um, <laughs> Brad Morgan, if you're listening. This is on um, you. This <laughs> is your fault. <laughs> never there. When we were there. Um, our, our roster, do we want to run it over real quick? Uh Sure. I only really remember our first two picks. It was Miles Sanders. I have it right here. So yeah, we okay. have we have the app. Um, we had pick eleven. So we uh, did Miles Sanders first round, and then on the swing we did Aaron Jones. We just decided to start RB heavy because uh, we kind of were all agreeing that receiver was relatively deep around that next tier. Uh, so after that, we doubled up with Cooper Cup and Cortland Sutton, which we were very very happy with. Um, I think after that was the Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Uh, in round five. Either him or Akers. I can't remember. I, th- I think it was him first. Then it was Akers and Brita we took. And then we somehow got Hunter Henry. Pretty late. Ten? Nice round ten? Round. Yeah. It was late. It was late. Which I think at that point he was like, it was like him and maybe, and then Hurst was still there, but I, I, I ranked Henry I th- a lot. I think Hooper was still Henry's there, but as, as far as that goes... Henry but has I at least been... Henry has like a top six, and then after that, proven. it kind of falls down. So I... I think we kind of stole Henry in the ninth or tenth round, whatever we got him. Yeah. So, and the reason I I bring it up is because we were drafting out of the eleven spot, and I think that's a really solid squad. So, I mean, if you're drafting eleven, this is the the roster you're looking at. Um, I do need to rag on Scotty a little bit for letting Dalvin Cook slip past us because somebody was a little sauced up on the uh, lake. My brother got uh, <laughs> no that that was in the vineyard. My brother was getting engaged, and I'm like, you know, Sanders, a little seven pickle. Let's go. Well, I had, yeah, of, our, we, of our options to choose from, Dalvin Cook was never given to <laughs> us, and it was a, it was the pick eleven, so not a single one of us looked at each other and went, oh, yeah, Dalvin Cook's got to be available. Yeah, no. so in my defense <laughs> as well, anyone. I was in a pool. I didn't have my phone. I was doing my thing over the weekend. Well, we weren't. We all weren't in the Discord server, and then right. we all got in there, and then we I saw Dalvin Cook go, and we were like, we made a mistake. But at the same time... Cook went at 12, because yeah. we took Sanders, then, then that, that guy at 12 took Cook. I'm, like, I'm not upset oh, about crap. it, though. I mean, <laughs> Miles Sanders in that Philadelphia offense that's now adding... Um, Jason Peters at right guard is fantastic. Yes, love yeah. that. Move. It's a it's a great spot to be. Dalvin Cook is a fantastic running back, but he has injury concerns, and Miles no, Sanders is young in, in, in the holdout. And with yeah, with Henry out. just getting ten and a half or twelve and a half, Dalvin probably wants more than that. He wants at least it, that much. So I, I would expect the holdout to go into the season. All right, I guess enough about our league and all that. Um, it will. Yes, just so we'll update throughout. Yeah. The summer and the season, and hopefully and have some of those guys on, so you get to meet them. I mean, yeah, we're we're hoping to try and have some of those guys on, so we'll try and figure it out. We have a hard enough fi- time finding all four of us to get here, but we'll we'll figure something <laughs> out. Um, all right, Corey, you did the AFC East. Why don't we get into the division preview? <laughs> Me and, and Craig uh, did the AFC East, but okay. Um, yeah, I mean, whoever who yeah. wants to talk about it, Craig, you start. I don't care. Yeah, AFC East. Um, Naturally, New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, and the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, perennially one of the you know more top-heavy divisions in the league. The Patriots tend to take it every year. Um, Bills have been pushing lately. Jets have kind of been uh, in a rebuild for a little while now, and the Dolphins have just. Eh. I mean, they play good division, t- good tough division games. Don't get me wrong. Even when the Pats match up against them, I don't think it's ever been an easy game in a Patriots fan's mind. It's usually a game they lose, actually, especially when we go down to Sun Life. So. It's a good division if you're a fan of any of the teams in it. It's competitive, but it's top-heavy. New England Patriots take the, the banner most years. Um, is that going to be the case this year? Maybe not. Departing free agents, the biggest one. Let's talk about it off the bat. Tom Brady, it's huge. Um, they went 12-4 and last year. I'm of the belief that they'll go 12-4 and again, at least 12-4, and to be honest with you. But I think a lot of people would probably differ with that opinion. Um, Cam Newton coming into town is... Filling some massive shoes. I mean, a 20-year quarterback, 
last year he threw the ball 613 times. That's a huge number. If they're expecting Cam to do anything close to that, that would be near his highest of his career totals. So who knows if he's going to be able to do that or willing to do that or if that's even going to be the offensive strategy that they employ. Maybe it will be more run heavy. If that's the case, you've got some serious you know, running talent. The, the Patriots finished – uh, as one of the better, not one of the better, but right around the middle of the pack rushing offenses in the league last year. And if they're going to expand the role of the runners, I would expect that to go up, um, you know, theoretically. Yeah, I. this is one of the weakest fantasy-relevant divisions, I think, in all of football. Yeah, um, you run through them and you're just like, okay, so Cam's a fringe, but he, he's, he's, cute, he's the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. And he's like a fringe, maybe gets picked, maybe doesn't. You know, right. probably is a backup to start the year. You go into the the backfield. Sony Michelle, he's a starting running back. Him and James White are probably one A, one B, and both those guys are like RB twos, maybe RB threes. Right, and well, <laughs> yep. and and the thing is, is that Sony Michelle, uh, you know, he's he's a terrible NFL running back. James White really only contributes in the passing game. Rex Burkhead can't stay healthy. And now you bring in Cam Newton, who is a red zone threat in himself. Like, Cam Newton throws a complete curveball into any sort of projection of the Patriots offense uh, and what it means uh, from a fantasy perspective. I mean, the offense is far more dynamic having James White on the field for 95% of the snaps and Cam Newton because Cam is he's a better runner than Sony is. Yeah. You might as well have two running backs on the field and tell Sony to go pound sand. And – those Patriots just don't agree with you because they gave him 247 <laughs> touches last year. Well, that's a, <laughs> but that was like last 67. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was course. last year. I, honestly, I think the 67 is pretty high for James White. To be honest, like, I mean, that's that's a. I mean, eh, well, whatever. I mean, they kind of redshirted uh, <laughs> another guy that has not been mentioned yet is Damian Harris. Um, they pretty much redshirted him. I, I have seen in the past where they've done this with players that they've drafted a little bit later or undrafted players that somehow end up being, uh, you know, relevant the next year. Uh, so I, I still I see a little bit of him eating into the area, uh, you know, Sony Michelle had. Um, like you said, uh, Cam Newton's going to uh, throw a wrench into things in the in the aspect that there's going to be a lot more confusion on the ground. Um, are they going to give it to Sony Michelle? It, it le- I, I would say that of the 613 pass attempts that they had last year, 200, 200 of them go away. And a lot, all 200 and, of that goes on the ground. And that would be very close to Cam Newton's career averages, like when he was healthy. Yeah. So, but I mean, I agree with you. They could go from running how many plays, you know, a thousand plays to 900. I mean, that that's also a very real possibility that 200 of those attempts just vanish completely. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it absolutely can be the case. Um, that's why for fantasy, I think that this is an extremely tough team. Once again, um, I do think that if there's any one particular player that I would want or try and aim to get on all my teams, it's James White. Um, it's, it's stupid to say that, um, you know, you see what Christian McCaffrey did and he's a receiving back, but James White, I think is just someone that with a lackluster receiving core, uh, a quarterback that can run, you know, things that uh, James White can do most is within, you know, the 10 yard line of the, you know, line of scrimmage. So that's something that I, I still see the Patriots kind of working on, you know, knowing that Cam Newton, that that's his bread and butter. Um, so that's just definitely one person who finished, you know, RB 22 last year to, to really look at. Well, yeah. And then I, and then there's Julian Edelman, right? That, and that'd be he the other had, one. He had a hundred catches for 1100 yards. Um, I don't have the touchdown total in front of me. Six. Six. What is the hit on that? Because, I mean, he's going to be a sub-1,000 yard receiver. But I mean, I, th- I think it goes down uh, for yards, receptions, but I'm not sure how. Like, he's going to rely on Edelman like Brady did, I think. Um, I, I think Cam coming in does help Edelman too, but it won't be as good as last year, but I think it's going to be close. It's just the biggest question mark in the world is – is Cam Newton going to come in and run the offense that the Patriots have run for 20 years, or are they going to rewrite the script for Cam Newton? Is Josh McDaniels going to say, I can open up the playbook so much more. I have this dynamic athletic quarterback that I have never had in my career. Or are they going to say, Cam Newton, you have to be Tom Brady, figure it out, run the same patterns, run the same routes, make the passes, or we'll play Jarrett Siddham. 
Yeah, and Cam, Cam actually, I don't know uh, where I saw it. I don't think it was Twitter. I think it was just an article. But Cam tweeted, like, tweeted quotes that he said that specifically, Josh. Because you Cam isn't going to be Tom Brady. Um, but he can be old Cam. Yep. Um, which, which is what we're, we're kind of crossing our fingers, just hoping. <laughs> yeah, from fans of the game. I, we tried to get Cam in our actual draft, and that didn't happen. Um all right, so Philip Dorsett is interesting. Uh, he had 54 targets, but he had five touchdowns. Yep. Uh, now, obviously, Tom Brady's not there, but that leaves a lot of touchdowns to be had um, because you know that the, the Pats are obviously designing plays in the red zone to score touchdowns by the wide receivers. Nikhil Harry has to be a huge beneficiary. So you think, like off the bat, and I think the same thing, Nikhil Harry is in, is in line for the – biggest bump in the most expanded role naturally he's going to play more games than last year assuming he stays healthy and then his role naturally should be bigger however you look at their free agent they brought in tamari bird and he's supposed to be a special teamer but he comps to philip dorsett a lot better than Nikhil harry does so if you're looking for somebody to just fill again if they're going to play the similar style offense and you're looking for somebody to fill a philip dorsett role tamari bird's that guy yeah, I agree. We were actually talking about it uh, sometime this week. I looked up the stats. I'm like, oh, look at Cam Newton highlights. And I'm like, he needs a deep threat. Damari Bird, 99th percentile in his 40 run, 98th percentile in agility. And then, uh, no, excuse me, that was the burst score. And then 99th percentile in agility. So um, if he can get his hands figured I was out. Say, and 10th percentile in hands. And yeah. hands. So he's got no hands. And you saw some of the catches that Philip Dorsett made that were just like money catches. Right. Yeah. Like nuts, great hands. The hands indicative of a former first-round pick that never really panned out. But and I think it was Craig that brought it up if they can go out and get a guy like Taylor Gabriel who's still a free agent. I think I that'd be him. a fantastic. Pick. I want him so bad. In and more they did news, free they freed up money with yes. the whole Antonio Brown and Hernandez. So I think they freed up a total of seven seven million, million around around something like that. And and you would have figured uh, too that they would have brought someone in already. Uh, knowing that they were going to get that money. Um, and then I, I have heard rumors that they're just not going to do anything at all and that they are just going to like spread that money out uh, which throughout is fine. the season. Yeah, which, which maybe is give fine, Cam a little more bonus. I don't know if that's I would just thing, really, but... really hope that they get to preseason and or, or, or training camp and realize that they just need that Devon deep threat. <laughs> but yeah, well, you can also always leave a little wiggle room and then make a trade. You know, if you can eat $7 million worth of salary and then trade, Fantastic. What's Odell Beckham up to? He said he wants to come to New England again. So, so my my only thing with Nikhil Harry is Cam succeeded with a big body receiver, right? Nikhil Harry six four two twenty five, right? Yep. I'm Kelvin. I'm, Queen I, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous Queen though, Scotty. Uh, was that f- <laughs> foreshadowing earlier? Six four two twenty five for Nikhil Harry in Kelvin Benjamin. He's in probably a little better shape. So you think 6'4", 220, right? That's a big dude. I saw the pictures of Cam next to Nikhil Harry, and Nikhil looks like a little tiny baby. Oh, Cam, it's, it's like, like AJ Brown next to Metcalf. He, he's, he's no vegan anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, off God, the, no. the, the, uh, the vegan diet for sure. Um, the other guy that's no longer in New England is Josh Gordon. 36 targets, 20 catches. Yeah. Um, and that was only in six games, too. Right. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, six balls a game. That's got to be distributed somewhere. Nikhil... You know, Damari Bird, maybe some to uh, Edelman, of course. Maybe a couple of White at the backfield. Hopefully, Sanu can get his head out and of the And any ass. rookies that yeah. pop up for redraft, probably not, right? I, I, oh, for this team? Yeah. No. For I think there's a chance that one of the tight ends could be on yeah. the radar. Yeah, keen. There's going to be one of them that's the going to get no I, idea. I see, I see the both of them as... Um, you know, very versatile players that can do just a lot of things. And I don't see either one of them just being relevant for fantasy. I, I think that they could each, you know, come down this year with, you know, maybe 50 targets each. But as far as tight end landscape goes, that, that that's just my personal yeah. opinion. Again, rookie tight ends tend to not work out ever. So right. it's I, I, I will say it's just two guys put on your watch list because come week 12, Mm. They might be tight ends. Like if you're streaming tight ends, they might be options. Yeah, I mean, and especially if one breaks out, you know, you, the thing is, you're bringing two in. You don't know who the guy's going to be. The Patriots right now, you don't, don't, don't draft know who them, the guy's going right? to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you no absolutely don't oh yeah, don't draft them all. Just keep on your watch list, and then make sure you have some waiver fab. But, right. uh, yeah. All right, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Duh, Bills. Uh, last year, ten and six. 
they've been on the up and up for a while. Sean McDermott has his team headed in the right direction. Seems like they've got some consistency for the first time in a while. Uh, the defense has been fantastic, like lights out for, I don't know, five, six, seven years now, even even before McDermott. But he seems to have them really firing on all cylinders. Um, they were second place in defensive points against, third and fourth in defensive yards allowed um, total, and then passing, and then 10th against the run. So, And I think that they brought in extra defensive tackles this year, or maybe that was last year, Josh Oliver. Um, it was uh, yeah, Ed Oliver. But Ed unfortunately, Oliver, right now, he's he's waiting for a suspension, uh, some some off-field issues. Ooh. So, um, Eddie, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Sorry about that, Ed. Didn't, yeah, mean, him to, and, didn't mean to blow up your spot. Him <laughs> and uh, Quinn and Williams, actually, too, on the Jets, oh. who we're going to get to later. That's good. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the offense, though, however, needs a little bit of work. They ran the ball well for yardage. But they, if you go look at their running stats real quick, Josh Allen scored almost all of their rushing touchdowns. Their rushing touchdowns did not come from actual running backs. They had two from Frank Gore and two from Singletary. I think Josh Allen had nine. Yeah. Don't call so, yeah, him that. Wow. Nine. He only yeah. had two rushing. That's, like, had, that's, literally, yeah, that's okay. what Cam Still Newton does. does. Yeah, yeah, well, I was exactly just going to say, it's mini, it's mini Cam Newton. He gets in the red zone and he calls his own number. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, I got an idea. I want to pound this ball and I'm humongous. <laughs> like, But again, getting ahead of myself here. Josh Allen, fantastic quarterback. Finished the year, quarterback six. I'm hoping to see him build on it. I think everybody in this room is hoping to see him build on that year and you know at least maintain that success. I know you're going to have Mahomes probably pushing him on a full season this year, so yeah. maybe bump him to QB seven. But that's a good that's a good year for a young quarterback that I think a lot of people didn't have a ton of faith in. He went for over three thousand yards, twenty touchdowns. He limited his interceptions to nine of them. That I mean, twenty to nine as a young quarterback and three thousand yards on an offense where you're throwing to John Brown, Cole Beasley. That's not bad. And you're bringing in Stephon Diggs, who brings a lot of talent with him. Yeah, yeah I mean, and it, sorry, if you can get that comp, uh, the percentage up, um, that'd be kind of nice. Was it 58 yeah. last year? So that's that's been his thing too. Even through college, is that his uh, actual completion percentage has not always been that great. However, now with adding another deep threat, which is what his bread and butter is, is going deep, should move it. that up. And uh, but that being said, he threw almost 59 percent, and Tom Brady threw just over 60 percent. I'm not saying Tom Brady had a great year last year by any means. I think we all would have liked him to see him do better, but comparable yeah. percentages. However, Tom Brady threw the ball 200 yeah. more times. I, I just feel like a lot of people look at Josh Allen and go, oh, he stinks as a quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. I think we can all agree to that. As an NFL quarterback, he's not the greatest. But as a fantasy quarterback, he's phenomenal. Yep. Um, 109 rush attempts. It, that's crazy. That, that to me is crazy. And then he had only had 461 attempts. Right, um, which was twenty first. So even f- from a passing perspective, he wasn't passing it from a ton of volume, but he finishes QB six. He had seventy two deep ball attempts, and that that to me is what you're going to be looking at with Josh Allen this year is the rushing touchdowns from the red zone, and how many deep balls is he throwing? He's throwing four and a half deep balls, so balls twenty yards or more in the air, four and a half times a game. Yep. And, yeah, and, that's, and that's they awesome. added Stephon Diggs. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and at the time, almost all of those are going to John Brown because Cole right. Beasley's not running downfield routes. It's not, right. his, it's not his game. So if you now have two options downfield, fantastic. It read one, read two, and then Cole Beasley's your safety valve and maybe Devin Singletary leaking out of the backfield. Dawson Knox. Now you, Dawson Knox. You, know, you, made your, you made your pretty good quarterback's options more versatile, so then you made him more versatile and you made him better. Right. Fantastic moves all around. And you add in that they have a fantastic offensive line. They run the ball effectively. They have to respect the run. They brought in a rookie in Zach Moss, who I love. They have Devin Singletary, who looks talented. You you know, you, you, you trot these two out there. They, they run the ball. They know that Josh Allen can take off. They have to respect that. And now you have space open downfield. You, you build off it. You play some play action. And the dude becomes an even better quarterback. And that's to build on a QB six year. That's – and that's – that again is the biggest thing. So twenty-two red zone carries. I'm looking at his red zone numbers right now. It, it's crazy. Yep. Uh, it, I just want to say too, twenty-eight fantasy points were left on the ground, literally with fourteen fumbles, yep. which is a huge That's number. That's something you need to talk about. Yeah, and then a lot. It, it, the thing is, is there's going to be room for improvement of that because 14 fumbles, there's no chance you finish a season, look at that number, and then go, nah, I'm fine. That's I can hold the fumbles you know lost, who had the right? same problem? That's fumbles lost. You know who had the same problem was. Lamar Jackson, his rookie year, and the beginning of his sophomore year. But he fumbled the ball a ton, and then he corrected it, and he stopped fumbling altogether. I was baffled. I looked at his stats recently. 
from his rookie year, and I was like, how did he fumble that much in like half like, like half a season, like a quarter of a season? <laughs> it was unreal. And then last year he was a fantastic, uh, fantastic. I think his first fumble actually wasn't until uh, the playoff. It was like the huge story when the the uh, Chiefs stripped him. They go, oh my god, his first fumble in fifteen games. Yeah, so let's so, hope that those yeah. numbers go up as well, because that's obviously going to move his quarterback six performance up. Yeah. yeah, or or he finishes somewhere around the same, right? I mean, if if you build in the fact that there might be some regression, um, I still think it's a top ten safe. I don't think there's any. I think he's a QB one all day long, and I think that he's a top ten safe bet. I think realistically, you see him finish QB eight because you're yeah. gonna, you got to put Mahomes there. He's gonna he's gonna have a better year. Well, Mahomes is number two. That's why I don't know why there. What do you mean? Pat Mahomes? Oh, I mean, that's our ranking for him. But last year, I'm, t- I'm talking about oh, last year. Oh, right, right, right. The game right. Yes, yes, stuff. Right. yes. Okay. Um, I, the, I do think what Josh Allen brings to the game hurts Devin Singletary and, to a certain extent, Zach Moss's upside. Uh, I don't know what that running game is going to look like in Buffalo. Uh, but with only two rushing TDs on the ground for um, Singletary and nine for Josh Allen, I mean, where, where what do we feel comfortable with? Uh, with with um, uh, Cor- yeah. So I don't where, know. Corey's getting everybody pierced. We're oh. all, everybody's distracted. Talk about the big heated rush <laughs> Yeah. Um, so a <laughs> yeah, hundred. Well, that that is oh, well, it's a very good no point. Frank. It's a very good point, and that was a little a little discussion we had prior was that Devin Singletary had 151 rushing attempts last season and 166 rushing attempts went to Frank Gore who's no longer on the team. Yes, they bring in Zach Moss. Is he going to get all 166? I don't know. Is more going to go to Devin Singletary? We don't know. However, 150 is a very good benchmark for a guy who was a rookie last year and you can only expect that to rise. He had 5.13 yards per carry, which is a good number, you know, regardless of the fact that he had two rushing touchdowns, which probably took away a lot of people's, you know, popular opinion of Devin Singletary, but I would say at this point with 775 rushing yards, five yards per carry, that's something that I would say that the Bills would want to grow onto. Um, one common misconception too with Zach Moss's size, because he's a, he's a bit of a smaller back, I think he's around 5'7", 200, something like that, is that, um, or it was like 210, maybe that's what it is. He, he's a, like a bowling ball anyway, is that a lot of people think he's in between the tackles, whereas he actually has a very good uh, chance to be the receiving back there and not the in-between-the-tackles guy where Singletary, I, I feel like, can really pick that up. Wasn't Zach Moss like the violent runner in college that were like, he's not fast, but he's he is and, 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 violent. And he is. And he's just he's just such a weird-looking running back. And, and there could be a chance, there could be a day, you know, a year from now, that Devin Singletary has not even talked about Zach Moss as a top whatever running back and he he was able to kind of make me think differently of him i i still personally like devin singletary so so zach moss 5'9 223 so there's, there's your that's what there's your bowling okay ball. that's the bowling ball yeah <laughs> there's so a that's exactly ball. it there's and, uh, a nurse jones drew yeah and, and like yeah right and like you said i mean 166 vacated attempts they're not all going to zach moss but if you can see him get 80 to 90 of those. Maybe the rest go to Singletary and whoever, you know, maybe Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to pick up like 50 more. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's why I, we had such a long conversation on Josh Allen. I mean, look at look at the splits and touchdowns on the ground. I mean, 167. I mean, Frank Gore only scored two, but. And then you get to the thing with like <laughs> Stephon Diggs. He's going to open up the field where Josh Allen's like, all right, I'll, I guess I'll run off. instead. <laughs> They're all off. down there. Um, all right, so let's talk. Let's actually talk about the passing game because um, Stephon Diggs comes in, and John Brown was actually a, a solid wide receiver last year. He goes over a thousand yards. Um, I don't think we're expecting that from John Brown again. But do we think that Stephon Diggs over you know overcomes what John Brown does? I mean, the Bills only passed what four hundred times or so. I would think that they start pushing up into that five hundred mark. Um, 500 attempts, Mark. Now that they have Stephon Diggs on the field, yeah, and you and you mentioned off the bat that Josh Allen likes to throw the ball downfield. You look at Stephon Diggs's average yards per uh, reception; he's almost at 18 yards per reception. So he's catching the ball downfield. He's making moves when he gets it even shorter, but he's a big play threat. He had 63 catches for uh, 1,100 yards. That's that's a great year. That means that he's open downfield and he's getting hit and I think Josh Allen can hit him 
But like you said, I think John Brown falls off as a result of the presence of Stephon Diggs. But if they take a page out of the Vikings playbook, you know, Thielen and Diggs were both successful for the majorities of their careers together. Yeah, when Dalvin Cook wasn't on the field. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they don't have a Dalvin Cook here. But, so uh, well, and, and this is, I mean, Josh Allen is arguably a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. And from a fantasy perspective, I think he's easy. Yeah, from easy fantasy, here. of course. Um, than uh, Josh Allen. So I think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs make a great combo. Um, I think what makes me nervous, honestly, is I, I really I think Josh Allen's going to be a wild card and just be like, okay, Diggs is covered, but that means I wild have, card, bitches. I have five <laughs> I have five DBs and a linebacker all downfield already. But Stephon Diggs has one of the highest off. highest contested rate uh, contested catch rates in no, no, the no, league. No, no, so. no, I'm fantastic. I'm, oh, you mean take I, off? Take I, off I, I mean, he's going to take I off and, and ship run. it into coverage. Yeah, no, like, no, no, no. He can get ten yards easy for a first down just by myself. Yeah, right. Like he, I agree. I, I, I thought we were going to say. I'm talking. I'm talking myself into making Josh Allen top five quarterback. I'm thinking I'm going the other direction now with what I thought you said because twenty touchdowns and nine interceptions. I think we might see that change. He might Jameis Winston this year up. He might go. Stephon will get that thirty thirty. If I can get a thirty thirty fantasy quarterback, I'd be happy hey, about it. Quarterback three. Boy, give me that all, exactly all day. Um. All right. Do we need to talk about anybody else? Uh, just because I think- Jake Fromm. You think so he's going to push we'll, Josh Allen? We'll go to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the correct one. So the New York Jets. Last year they went 7-9. and nine. Adam Gase. Uh, Tom, any, you heard? I think you heard off the bat in our new oh, no, intro. His, his Tom changed the name, or did Craig put the name? No, I, that's what I wrote. Yeah. Craig has the head coach listed in our sheet here as bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he is. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a losing record. He's has a losing record. He's 30-34 and 34 all time. He was with the Jets last year. He didn't do anything that impressed me at all. I mean, I don't think I agreed with how he used his players. I don't think I agreed with how he treated his players. I don't think I agreed with anything he's ever done in his whole career as a coach. Um, <laughs> as I mean, a husband, who, as a lover. Who is the, who, who <laughs> as is a the friend, safety? as a father. Uh, Jamal, Jamal, Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams doesn't want to be there. freaking out. Yep. And he's one of the best safeties. I hate, I hate he's, he's losing I hate, all You want to know something? You don't want to know something? <laughs> know something that I, re- I read looking at the the way that we inputted these numbers was that they brought in four quarterbacks this offseason. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They brought in Joe Flacco, David Fales, Mike White, and then drafted another guy named James Morgan. They have Sam Darnold. They invested in Sam Darnold. Why are you bringing in four quarterbacks? The what Flacco is the thing point? makes sense, but all the rest don't make yeah. sense. It doesn't make sense. Are you telling me? As a head coach, that you're looking at your franchise quarterback, that you, the Jets have been trying to get to the top of the draft and draft a quarterback for years. I have a Jets buddy, I mean, I have a buddy that's a Jets fan, and he's been loving the fact that they were able to get Sam Darnold. And now are we talking about a head coach that wants to get rid of him? Which, I am so happy we're having a shit fest. On and that. it's and it's solely we because Jets last. And I'm making quote <laughs> fingers right now. He's not his guy. It's like that's what it is. It's that's like absolutely he what just it is. wants. But his he's own, not his your buddy, own guy. guy is going to suck because you suck. Like, that's it. You're going to pick the wrong guy. You're going to pick Robert Griffin when you could have picked Andrew Luck. It's like, it's just going to be that all over again. So, roll with Sam Darnold. He's way more of a known quantity. He's a more than serviceable NFL quarterback. I think that he can easily be, I don't want to say easily be a QB1, but he can be a QB1 if he's used effectively and if he had the weapons around him. It looks like they're bringing in some guys. I mean, they brought in Le'Veon Bell and they didn't use him well. They didn't block for him at all last year, but figure that out. And then they're bringing in more wide receivers. They drafted Denzel Mims, who I know me and Craig like. Tom's on the yeah, fence about maybe. I'm not sure where Scott Anderson, feels. But. Yeah, they, got, they let Anderson go, but they brought in Perriman, who's like a, somewhat of a replacement. And then they still got Jamison Crowder, who's a target hog. Who knows if Chris Chris Hernan healthy, that, that, that'd be right. huge. But, I mean, th- at that point, he might trade Chris Hernan. So this who is, knows? This is why I know that Sam Darnold is better than a lot of people think is because you saw what Josh Allen did with 58-point-whatever percent completion percentage and how good of a year that the Bills did, you know, had. And, and the Jets, how shitty their offensive line was, ranked dead last by pro football metrics, by worse than, like, a decade of an offensive line, and he had 62% completion percentage. With everything in his face where he was seeing ghosts from the Patriots. And he had a... What was it? Not coronavirus, but... Oh, it was mono. Mono, mono. okay. Yeah. Might as well it be. 
Minus he, pro- it was probably coronavirus. It was, it was probably that. <laughs> but the the point is, is sixty two percent is not. He's no slouch. That's a respectable completion percentage. Honestly, I'm looking at the stats right now. Me too. Like, it's not as bad as I thought. I mean, he almost has the same but, passing. Line and as there were some games where, like close. you said, seeing ghosts, where he said those games, ghosts. like he yeah. said it. Yeah. No, no, no. You brought it up. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. But um, there were some games where he was absolutely abysmal. But there were some games where. I think his first game back from his sickness, he had like a fantastic game, and then the next game was seeing ghosts. And, and you don't want to make excuses because Josh Allen had to play the Patriots twice too, but Sam Darnold had to play the Patriots twice last year that had a historically good defense. You know they didn't, and they they picked on him. I'm sorry, but they did. Yeah. So I mean, here's this is honestly this is not Sam Darnold's fault. New no, York Jets. It's ran not your fault, man. Seven hundred and six <laughs> plays last year. Yep. 706. That's 28th in the NFL. That is awful. And no hu- team is going to produce any fantasy-relevant player running 706. And a quarter of that was LeBell running into a wall. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> exactly. look at look at their offensive points scored. 31st in the league, 150 offensive points scored. Scroll up to the, Patri- Scroll the, up to the Patriots. They scored 420 points. <laughs> and that's seventh place in the league. So six teams scored almost triple what they scored. That like they're not even in the conversation of being a functional NFL franchise. Yeah, and Adam Gase is like, I don't know if I want to keep this quarterback who's playing just as well as Josh Allen and really Tom Brady for that matter, I, and everybody else in the goddamn league. I hope yeah. he gets fired so fast. I don't know how the Jets honestly don't look back at what Gase has done and said, "You're not the man." Like. I like their. Uh, it's because they're afraid to do it. They're afraid to do it. I was gonna say, Cleveland was not scared. After right. One year. No. Nope, uh, Freddie not Kitchens. The guy. We gave you everything. Well, yeah. Bye. Bye. Here's the thing, though. There's a long history of the Jets <clears throat> actually doing that and and getting rid of their general manager right away or getting rid of their head coach right away. They have said to Adam Gase for whatever godforsaken reason they went to him and said, "We're gonna give you years to try and turn this around." Who was their last head coach? I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Uh, Ted he, Boyles. He oh, was Todd, 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 Todd. Todd. Okay. Todd so, so he was he, a good coach. He was a good defensive coach. Yes. Defensive. Their their offense had had been terrible for. And for I think a while. that's what they've done is they've always leaned defensive. They went Rex Ryan. They went Todd yes. Boyles. They've right. always had these great defensive mind, great defensive minds. Todd Bowles, maybe. Bowles. No, Bowles. 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 Okay. I mean, either it's way. either it's way. pretty <laughs> shitty. They went defensive. I think they went Adam Gase. He's a great offensive mind. Like I don't, I don't know. What you know what his, I mean, you know what his, his come to come to stardom was? Was he was the head coach when um, Peyton Manning? Oh, that's what <laughs> went he, over. Oh, you coached, to the Broncos. You coached one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He you must didn't coach be good. him. Peyton Manning was the offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah. didn't they actually call Gase at one point like the QB whisper and like he was gonna figure it all out? And yeah, he ruined he, Tannehill. He went over to Tennessee and then Tannehill ruined, found himself again. Uh, I don't don't even get me started. Um, we I don't do, know. We do I, need to talk about the I, fantasy aspect. Yeah, well, besides <laughs> well, Gase, we were. We really should have one total podcast on the history of, of Adam Gase, and I think we can yeah, absolutely do it. In I a could full fill an hour. hour. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely do it. We could. But um, Le'Veon Bell still draftable, still fantasy relevant. Well, okay, so that's my uh, that's, a, that's a question more than anything. Okay, so this is <laughs> this is what I want to is is Lev Bell's is his perceived value worth the second round pick? Yes, because if you look at the run, the rush attempt distribution on this team, he's almost getting a hundred percent of the rush attempts. Yes, but add in Frank Gore, right? right. So, so Frank Gore carried it. What we say, one hundred sixty-six times yeah. last year for the for the Bills. Bilal Powell fifty-nine, Ty Montgomery thirty-two, Rob Anderson one. So that's call it sixty thirty. That's nine. That's ninety-one attempts. So right. yeah, Frank Gore is more than able to carry the ball all of those all of those vacated rushing attempts times plus some plus they they did uh draft michael pirine i believe in the fourth or fifth round i should have that on here i just think what i'm scared about with Le'Veon bell fourth round is that frank or is going to become the goal line guy and Le'Veon bell is going to do the work between the 20s and never punch one in I am too. I mean, he he had three touchdowns last year, so yeah. I don't think he can get worse than that. Yeah, I would think he at least value. hits that and more. However, he can only get better. He he. he I and mean, three point two yards per 
carry, like we said, running into a wall past the freaking season because that offensive line was just garbage. So and the play calling was horrible. It is, we, we, yeah, we can't. I, I feel uh, a dishonest not talking about the fact that every single offensive lineman has now been replaced on this offensive line. Um, you know, going forward, so it, it should bode well, should move up. Um, and just one other thing that I did want to put in before I, I stop talking is that. Um, 183 vacated targets on this team, I would see a lot of them actually going to Lev Bell. Yeah, I mean, he used to get 100 targets a year, maybe more. He had 78 last year. He had 78 so, targets, so I think that it's going to go up. Quiet, right, and that's, that's something that I wanted to talk about. Um, <clears throat> if he gets 100 targets, I'm willing to take the second-round pick on him. But if I'm looking at this, eh. I mean, RB17 if he did this exact same thing again. That's not a second right, round but pick. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying is that right. he's going at the beginning of the second. I think he's going like late second, early third. Is he? I think beginning of the second is like the Aaron Jones, the Sanders, the Drakes. Right. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. Miles Sanders. Yeah. Okay. Was, but I, I think. I, I think. Yeah. Right. I think his place right now is with the Lev Bell, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, David Johnson at the at the beginning sure. of the third. Which one do you take, oh. and which one do you think is going to hit? And I think. The, they're the older guys that you're kind of just hoping that. Well, I mean, out of those four, I, I think I'd take Lev. Yep. No, um, I agree. I, I still I think it's, it's safer. It's still my man crush thinking <laughs> that he's a first round pick. I mean, and that will be, we'll have bust of the year, sip of the year, man crush of the year uh, as well. And I think Tom will have the Lev I Bell. I can't have a man crush on Lev Bell with Adam Gase. See, that, I gotta find somebody else. That's a bad affair, right there. It's just not yeah. a good marriage. I don't like that family. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get in the middle of it. I need to be a house wrecker. Break them up. Right, Put uh, a bell to the Pats. <laughs> oh, we'll just keep adding running backs. I'll gladly trade <laughs> Sony Michelle for Lev Bell. Oh, um, are up. are there any wide receivers we're willing to draft? So yes. I mean, we're willing yes. to draft Lev Bell in that back end. Yeah, second Jameson round Crowder is a late guy. That yep. he's a. Late flex, bench stash. That's a great PPR guy. 122 targets. Uh, Quincy Anunua d- doesn't have he's on the a heartbeat. IR. He's not. He's not yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anymore. Right. Quite honestly, we'll probably never play football again. Denzel Mims, I I think is a, is a fine late last right. two round guy just to kind of yeah, take a shot. Same on. same conversation. 183 vacated targets. Brashad Perriman's not going to catch all of them. Yeah. Lovebell's not going to catch fine all of them. Late round yeah, thing. Brashad, you toss you know toss a pick his way. Anywhere after like the thirteenth round, if you can grab and him, if, sure. If he doesn't end up getting drafted, put him on a watch list because you're probably picking him up in the middle of the year. Right. Yeah, I, I see. I see Mims going two ways this year, and one is my worst nightmare is that Adam Gase goes, "Hey man, you're a rookie. I'm going to do what what I did to Devontae Parker. And I'm going to sit you." Or he shows up in camp and then you know he, he proves the offensive coordinator that you know he's the number one wide receiver because they need they lack that. They lack that guy that they can yeah, kind of go to because yeah. they got exactly that. Got, they got rid of Anderson. Uh, Jameson Crowder is a slot guy, and then Perryman is a deep threat. Those are their roles. That's what they've done in the NFL. That's what they're going to do. So they need a guy that they can kind of rely on. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's Mims. But, again, don't let my hype let you take him too early. Mm-hmm. You definitely take Craig, him at the back end of the – Stick to a take. I love take Mims. It. Take him in the first round. Yeah. Tell us that Mims is your number one wide receiver that you're I'm targeting. Go, I'm going team. to stay fluid, and I'm I, I, as much as I love him because I drafted him That's in Dynasty. So I do know that you know I think that he will be a big pickup. Uh, you know, in the beginning part of the year, but all right, all right. And then all right, let's the, talk uh, about Kalen Balazs of the Miami Dolphins. Oh, all right. the sorry, most- sorry, Dallas. I just saw his name at the top no. of the row. Well, well, he's, 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 he's itching to get this. to it. He's itching to it. Get to it. Okay, now the yards per carry. Right. So go, go ahead, Doug. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Miami Dolphins, 5-11 and 11 last year, full tank mode, tanking for Tua. It came to fruition. They did it. Congratulations, Dolphins. You stink. Um, <laughs> they were <laughs> – Tom liked that one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they rode Ryan Fitzmagic for the entire year. Uh, Josh Rosen was uh, just an absolute travesty at quarterback. He couldn't. He couldn't I like play. How they tried it. <laughs> they tried pulled, it. Out. They pulled him. Can you so tell him the, the 
stats. Touchdown to interceptions, though. For... Yes, of course. Uh, the touchdown <laughs> to interceptions <laughs> of course, of course. For, for Josh Rosen, one to five touchdowns to interceptions. So that's terrible. And then Ryan Fitzmagic, 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And that's from a guy who just straight slings the ball. So that's 3,500 yards in 13 games. Let's go. 62%, 62% completion. I mean, again. I love it. Dolphins are actually up and there. And he ran to touches, 43 yards. Awesome. <laughs> we, can't, we can't get to Dallas to say the whole sorry, line sorry, because we just fall in love with it. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I get, uh, we'll talk about his rush steps. 54 uh, attempts for 243 yards, four rushing touchdowns. He's a better running back than Lennon. <laughs> <He's Bell. in. laughs> oh, I love Did this he, man. He led the Dolphins in rushing yards. <laughs> yes. In yes. rushing team. Oh, this is so good. His yards per carry. He got so, three more yards per carry. Than sorry, this team's such a joke. So one – they are, but they are fantasy relevant for a lot of reasons. Well, yeah, one year, one yeah. big reason being that their vacated targets and vacated rushing attempts are vacated targets thirty eight, vacated rushing attempts fifty two, are a little bit skewed because there are guys on the team that are simply just going to vacate their targets and rushing <laughs> oh, yeah. attempts. Kalen Balaj is not going to have seventy four attempts this year. Patrick Laird is not going to have sixty two rushing attempts. Mark Walton is in jail for like fifteen, <laughs> like literally fifteen arrests in one offseason. He set a goddamn oh, yeah, record. Yeah, he's, Miles yeah, he's Gaskin will probably have a few touches. He's not bad. Um, <laughs> Alan like, Hearns had yeah. forty seven targets. Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. So you know, Alan Hearns is going to come back, and I mean, sorry, uh, Preston Williams is going to come back and eat into right. Alan Hearns' targets. That's a big. You name. drafted uh, Tua, who's going to play football at some point on this team, and he's going to take some rushes, rushing attempts. He's going to sling the ball around. But on top of that, and probably the biggest pieces that we should be talking about are Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. Those guys are going to take the fifty-two vacated rushing attempts that we have. Plus the 74 that Kalen Balaz should never get again. That brings you to 116 and right off the bat. Patrick Laird should never touch the ball again. There's 173. Mark Walton's not going to get 53. There's 100. No, that's 230 to, uh, vacated rushing attempts right off the bat. That's two easy 100-touch seasons for Breeden and Howard. Yeah. Fantastic. I, Give me all the shares I can get. signings and a trade for them. Right. Very quiet. RBs that can come in and split work and just do yeah. fantastic. And Brita has 96 speed in Madden. And let me uh, <laughs> let me just point this out real quick. There was 87 targets between Bellage, Laird, Walton, and Gaskin. So Brita and Howard, I think, are going to be a great one. So that's another 120 yeah, I, targets that need to be spread it, around. It, there's it like actually, 400 targets that need, or touches that need to somehow go to these. So 400... V- Vacated touches out of 720 total plays. <laughs> <laughs> the 2019 Dolphins were a flipping joke. It's a whole new team. Until Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and said, oh and, my fucking well, beer. The, and, and I'm going to get uh, Me and Devontae wins. Parker are going to go ahead. The biggest out. thing is the yards per carry attempt for uh, Kalen Balazs. 1.8. 1.8. You... When you, anybody in this when room I could told do you guys that, like, oh, it's, it, that's funny, but like, what actually is it? Is it three? Like, no, can we, it's, it's can we talk one, about the fact less than two. <laughs> that one yard? That's so bad. That was my one GPA. yard is three feet, right? <laughs> one yard is three feet. So let's talk about this. And you let's, have five three hundred pound men blocking in front of you. Your body, you typically are six feet tall playing in the NFL. If he simply laid down, he would have had a better yards per carry. You know what? I, Literally. We need to do is put it's the Kalen Balaj thing on our main website page. Oh, yes. when we put this up, we Yo, should like yeah. link it to it or something. Oh, it's just the best montage in the world. It'll just be like the Monday Night Football cat. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a very interesting. He, he was point, never found, by the way. Uh, about yeah. the re- the receiving targets that the running backs got, I didn't make that connection. But Brita versus Howard, as far as receiving game goes. Obviously, we, we saw two years ago that Howard was trying to catch the ball in Chicago, and they were t- hyping it up. Oh, he's going to get a lot of catches, and he didn't. Brita can do that, and I would expect him to get a lot more of those targets um, than Howard. So that that's a very, very sneaky right I, I actually think – I think how, how, What round did we get him in, in in this past draft? I think nine or – I think nine, nine or, or ten. ten. It was. Like it was. It was. I mean, the it was the him and Hunter Henry. Uh, I mean, he shouldn't be a sleeper, but he might qualify. That's, I think he he could. That's, that's Tom Sleeper of the year. No, well, I mean, he's being drafted as a bench running back, and I think you take that guy as a, as a huge sleeper. I'm gonna remember this. Well, I think we have him ranked as an RB two or an RB RB three. Like I have fringe. I think we have him and Howard almost. I think 
they're very close. Back to back because it's I, I have, Howard's going to get the T. Both going to finish the season around the same fantasy points. We have Brita at thirty three. We actually have Howard higher at thirty. So we also need to redo our yeah, rankings too. I feel, I feel like it's I definitely have Brita higher. Uh, think, no, you have Howard as 23 uh, <laughs> and Breed as 24. Oh, dang it. I had to pick, you know, I had to pick them back to back. I think, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll redo the rankings. But either way, I think, I, I don't think that, I think both are going to have some sort of standalone value. So if you draft one of those guys, I think you're yeah. going to get value. They're as, bench as guys as that can be your flexes or RB2s right. at some point. Um, all right, let's talk about the wide receivers real quick. Uh... Dows likes Devontae Parker. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to let Dows talk about Parker. The league knows, right? So I know that Devontae <laughs> Parker is nasty. I think the league knows. But no. Very much so. Very what did he finish so. last year? Devontae Parker finished as, let me tell you real quickly, I just have to highlight my row, wide receiver seven. So can he do that again? I'm not sure. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. 100%. I think yeah, hundred percent. Lock it in, dude. Go to Vegas. Lock they didn't. It in. They didn't bring in many wide receivers. So. They didn't, but they did bring in a new quarterback who is eventually going to be playing football this year. And right. I think whether it's four games, whether it's eight games, two is going to be the quarterback. But I think that means that he's going to look at Devonte Parker. He's going to look for his number one receiver. However, what we see a lot of times with these new quarterbacks coming in is that they don't get the work with the first team a ton. If Ryan Fitzmagic's going to be playing quarterback, he's going to be working with Devontae Parker on routes and timing and yada yada trying to win games. What you're going to see is Tua come in and work with Preston Williams a lot on the side. He's going to work with these other wide receivers that may not be the biggest names in the world, but Isaiah Ford, Jakeem Grant, even Mac Hollins might come in when Tua takes over and have a great game. You see it happen Far, far, far more often than people give credit to these backup wide receivers because they're the ones that are doing the work with these guys. They have a better rapport with them. However, Parker's nasty. So, so actually just looked at the stat. Um, he finished eighth uh, in the NFL last year for yards per reception and outcaught every one of them by five catches or more. So he is obviously targeted deep and target deep more often than any other wide receiver in the NFL. I, I think, yeah, that's a really good point. I, I, I think a lot of Might be of a Fitzmagic that, thing. But. Well, and that's, that's what I was going to say. I think the product of that is Fitzpatrick. So I think, depending on who the starter is for Miami, is going to drastically change who Devontae Parker could be. That being said, though, Tua is a fantastic thrower of the football. I mean, he gets a lot of, like, he's athletic, he runs, he moves well. He throws a great ball. So I don't think that I'm going to just say, you know, Fitzmagic's the better pure thrower. He might be. He might be slightly more polished at this stage of his career. But I think Tua has the ability to get there. He had a, high, a better completion percentage than both Baker, which was high, 70. Joe Burrow, which was 71. And then uh, also Kyler Murray, which are all being talked about as better completion percentage or accurate throwers of the football. Yep. And they also benefit from having the league's easiest schedule against the pass for wide receivers. Yeah. I, uh, no, worst. That's that's the worst. Most difficult. Most difficult. Okay, so I read that completely 32. incorrectly. Yeah, they are going to have tough. a rough go of things. Yeah, 32 is bad. I thought, <laughs> I thought straight I mean, schedule the lower. Will it be bad. that and... Yeah. Probably not, but yeah. In the in the end, things they're playing tough teams from last year. Here's my only thing, though. Fitzmagic is playing for the ladies. Two is playing for contracts and like trying to be a real quarterback. The mustache lovers. is gonna about to ruin his laptop. COVID comes near Fitzpatrick, and his beard just brushes away. sip and Tom goes, Fitzmagic's playing for the ladies. Two is playing for a contract. That tracksuit and beard with the gold chain proved that he didn't give a shit about the ladies. <laughs> the swag <laughs> that is just dripping off of him. And that's why him that and looked like he was about to go on a Main Street and a gun quit real quick. <laughs> <laughs> him, oh, shout out man. Main Street. <laughs> shout out the piano bar. Uh, top deck. Uh, Him and Jay Cutler must be best friends. Oh, smoking Jay, dude, my dude. boy. Oh yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. So- Kristen Cavallari, huh? <laughs> oh boy. All right, <laughs> back to the the beard. The beard is just tremendous. No, I, I want to get to Preston Williams though, because that was a guy that yes. uh, oh, we talked yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we're talking about fantasy. Football. That was a guy that we had talked about uh, that we had actually drafted. We drafted uh, uh, in our most recent round. 
And he had eight games played last year and had, uh, what, third in targets, uh, you know, on the team. So, or excuse me, four, because I forgot about Kaseki, the tight end. But Preston Williams was on fire. He was, he was, if he were to play a full season, he would have finished somewhere in that wide receiver two cusp three range on a really bad team. And he was coming into his own, like, the first couple of weeks were kind of slow, but he was like, right before, before he got hurt, he was like a big Frasian pickup, like, you have, you know, a lot in buttons for three, and then he got hurt. Yeah, which sucked. But and 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 I mean the thing, like he eight games, sixty targets. Yeah, extrapolate that over a full sixteen game season. Right. That's one hundred and twenty, and that's some that are taken away from Devontae Parker. Um, I just, I, can... I just, they only threw the ball five hundred times, like, or they actually they threw the ball what six hundred times. Um. I would imagine that Parker's still the number one there, but I think that Preston Williams is a phenomenal, like upside pick, late round. What we get him? You said the thirteenth. I believe it was the thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would say he's somewhere between you know eight hundred to a thousand receiving yards, and then you know he, he he's a he's a good body as well, where he could get between six and eight touchdowns, which is definitely a wide receiver three and or flex play that is is going to be used quite frequently and is being drafted very late. So, the only thing that we need to be careful with here is that if we try and project out saying Preston Williams is going to have 1,000 yards and six TDs. Oh, that was the max. No, I, I well, gave a range. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying it has to come from somewhere, right? And it could potentially come from the 109 atrocious attempts that Josh Rosen tried to put out there. <laughs> so, so, factor in, there was actually 109 vacated attempts because Josh Rosen... Ain't ever pissing on the field again. But he, I don't think that Preston Williams was playing at the same time that Josh Rosen was. But, um, what, but what I'm saying is that it's likely 600 Ryan Fitzmagic uh, Chucks or uh, Tua. Right? I mean, one of those, It you're not going to see Josh Rosen in his one he, TD and five interceptions 109 times. No, but Tua is going to be better than Rosen. Um, 100%. I would say eventually once I'm, they I'm do go to Tua. Yeah. I don't think he's getting my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But well, well, yeah, you're saying that 109 times are from a bad quarterback. I don't think that <laughs> I don't think two is like a team. bad quarterback. Anyway, point being, Preston Williams is in the picture. He's the wide receiver two going forward. I like Gasecki a lot too. This Gis- year, Gisecki, uh, yeah, he could, he could, he had 89 targets last year, so I would only assume that's going up. He's a fantastic guy to you know wait on your tight end, pick him the last two rounds. I think that, that yeah. that's a great fit. Fantastic. Well, athlete. and he scored five TDs. So we talked about this with Mark Andrews. Like it's all TDs, right? So like even if he doesn't get the eighty-nine targets again, but he can probably get five TDs. Yeah. Like and that number goes up. You, he, and they it's don't not have, hard to be. I mean, they don't. They don't have a lot of big body guys. I mean, like Devontae Parker's a tall guy, but he's not a big body go get it guy. He's a right. speed and he had, like, know, route running savvy. It was guy. late in the season when it was fist magic. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's pretty good with the. Uh, I think that, yeah. Fitz, man. Covers the, the old AFC East. I mean, we can go back to Gase, but uh, like I said, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll no do point. a full podcast just on him. Yeah. yeah. The Chronicles of Gase. <laughs> so, I, I could pull an hour's worth of clips like the, of us shitting on Gase. Seven, seven realms of Gase. Uh, <laughs> Are you like talking that. about the, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon with the seven degrees of, uh, <laughs> of Adam Gase or six degree or whatever the hell that is. Seven degrees of Adam Gase is all lead back to a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where it led. I, I should have known. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no. Boy. AFC East, it looks like it's going to be an interesting year. Probably not the most fantasy potent uh, division in but the league. Very but very tough. Tough to judge. For right the now. thing is that these yeah. are the guys in this division is like a division you're gonna get your like round six through like thirteen guys in. A lot of RB twos, a lot of wide receiver two threes, you know, tight end just don't draft tight ends ever. <laughs> Who needs a tight end? Just get sick your knocks in the last couple of rounds. <laughs> that's yeah, about that's it. pretty yeah. much it. And if you're drafting kickers and defenses, just bomb your league. Yeah. I I hate kickers in defense. Shout out to the SWB. I think it's the name of the league. Is that the name of the league? Well, that's the guy that runs it. I know that. Joey Joey Fantasy. Get at me. And the real, and get, the at real get at me. So shout out to the commission of the fantasy league that we're in. Um, all right. AFC East. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. 
Hastings.